Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 14 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with myself, Slim, and my co-host, Benny Golfs. Ben, what's going on? Not much, Slim. How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I just think that I think that was the cleanest entry <laughs> intro I had. I just fucked up by saying entry intro okay. I had so far. Like just the way I said, you know, myself and then you. I, yeah, that I, was pretty good. That was, that was like a stripe good. down the middle, no range, just right to the first tee. <laughs> yeah. Where's the first tee? What's the course record? Sign <laughs> yeah. me up. That was unreal. No, I'll, I'll give you a pat on the back for that. That was not bad. Thanks. 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 Big time. Big time. So what's new? Not too much, man. I uh, had my first round of golf, like a legit golf. I played the par three course there like a week and a bit ago, but first uh, championship size course um, played on. What was it? Saturday. I want to say Saturday. Yeah, it was ugly though, man. It was uh, ended up snowing that day. So people who are like curious on why the fuck i played that day they're probably confused on how i even played that day because it ended up getting like a couple centimeters of snow at least in st Catharines. it was it was greasy so um yeah tough round i kind of only got like 14 in and uh yeah i wasn't too pleased so, with the game so you just as canadians you just stopped playing golf once you saw flakes i did because i was playing poorly so i said wow that like, is a bad look ben it is a terrible. That's look. a bad look yeah. for a character-wise. Like people like don't that don't know you are judging you very <laughs> hard right now. But no, so my whole thing is is like I don't mind playing in bad weather, especially like just rain and stuff like that, or even like super super bad heat. But as soon as it's like fucking three degrees and raining and then snowing, that's I, that's officially when I called call it quits. I just figured out where my line is, and that was my line. And I, so, I'm, you you just contradicted yourself a little bit. You said. I'm a guy that likes to play uh, that, that will play in bad weather. Yeah. Like hot rain. weather, cold weather, rain. And then you just said that because it was raining and slightly snowing, that's your line. It wasn't slightly snowing and it was three degrees. So like rain in 10 degrees is a lot different than rain in three degrees. All I right, couldn't touche. feel my hands. I'll give you that. Well, buddy, can you ever feel your hands? Uh, not really. You should see me. <laughs> so what do you, what, what were you tallied up to 13 when you or 14? Mm, ugly um i don't know i think i was like fucking pretty much i was playing bogey golf oh yeah i remember talking about this i was playing bogey golf so like not terrible terrible stuff for my first time out especially considering like i really can't hit a driver right now yeah and um and then i got to eight <laughs> and i had a six shot combo i went top top shank so i topped my driver <laughs> which doesn't really happen normally when i'm playing like this is pretty new for me and then i went and continued to top my hybrid into the creek in front of me <laughs> and then i and then i dropped and hit a five iron to try to just bunt it up it was it's the hardest hole on the course it was like 450 yard to 470 yard par four were you playing and tips then, uh yeah yeah and then um so, so let me ask you <laughs> let me ask you a question if you were three under through 14 are you are you playing 15, 16, 17, 18 in the same weather that you fucking quit when you were fucking plus 20? Yeah, probably. I, I think I would have been able to battle through somehow. I don't, like that. I don't know. That just shows your character through and through, man. It is greasy. That is greasy. I'm not not gonna deny. But even my one buddy who was playing with me, he's like he's a really solid golfer and he was playing honestly pretty well, especially his back nine when it's like started to rain. And he's like, I fucking love this shit. He's like, I fucking love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but See? even him, he had to call it on like 16. We were like, okay, this is so like you, so, ridiculous. So you're four. Did you guys have two groups? No, there it was just a three. No, it was a foursome. We had a foursome. So two guys left on 14. And no, then we all we all left. We all ended up leaving. Like I stopped pl- I fucking just picked up my ball because I'm like, this is retarded. And I sat there on I shouldn't say that word, but I, I sat there on four, sat there oh, on four. Cancel culture. We're done. Literally. Wrap it up. 14 episodes. See you later. Up and down. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I picked up my ball and I was like, you know, I'll just caddy for the rest of this round and get my hand warmers going. I'll be happy. And uh they kept playing a little bit and then they got like another hole or two deep and it just <laughs> everyone hit their ball OB right because <laughs> it was our club bases were so wet, so it was just spinning slices. And then we just uh we just picked up and called it quits, even the guy who was playing well. So and then we got a nice hot chocolate from Timmy's and felt all good after. You're such a mama's boy. Got a little hot chocolate. <laughs> with some whipped cream on it. Was it was amazing. I don't care what you say. Man, that's tough. I haven't had a hot chocolate, I mean, since I was like 13, I think. Since <laughs> I had my on. bar mitzvah. Since <laughs> I became a man in my culture. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding. Um, cool. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, either way, at least you got out to play. I haven't yeah. played yet. Yeah, I was happy to play. I got to go back, I think, next week. This, this weekend's weekend. supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be rainy, but 20. So, you know, you, yeah. you, you don't have your excuse of picking up. We're going to play Sunday, and I'm going to hit the range twice beforehand just so I can. Uh, Sunday's going to be nice. 
hit a be the not, best a, looking day. not a two thirty cut every time off the tee. Yeah, you know what I you know what I did this morning. What's that? It was like Christmas morning. I put my golf bag together, so I got a new golf bag oh. for my birthday. Vessel golf bag. It's disgusting, disgusting. Gotta send me a pic. Uh, thanks to my girlfriend and Nezzy for hooking me up with that. And then uh, some sticks came in. It was like oh, Christmas baby. morning, like I said earlier. It just it it's just a different level. Like I just it's. I, I'm speechless. Like I was just putting it together. Feeling. I was like snapping picks. It was like, it's like a basic white girl while they're about to eat like a sweet meal. You know, they're just like getting <laughs> all the angles. Yeah. And I'm first. just like, just, you know, making sure the towel's right. The range finders hanging properly. You know, I got the good combo up top with the, with the, the, the way the putter uh, head cover is leaning with the driver head cover. I was stoked. I took the, taking the wrapper off a club. Like, is, is there anything better than that? It's like taking a cover <sighs> off an iPhone. Okay, cool. Similar feeling. I thought you were going to say feeling. something else, but in a different direction. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let it go. I guess it is. Like, that's, that's a good, good. That's a good PG comparison. But uh, yeah, dude. So I was juiced, then throwing tees, golf belt balls. You know, just getting the bag ready. Like it's it's yeah. fully ready in my car now. Just whenever I want to go out and play, just grab ready it. Ready to roll. I am. Yeah, I am fired up. Yeah, that's unreal. Are you going to get out soon then to get your first uh, Canadian round under the belt for this year? Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go today, but had some work stuff. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow it's supposed to rain. So I'll probably play Sunday morning, maybe. Not bad. Not but bad. it was funny. I was I ordered new wedges, so I got the MG3s, right? Mm-hmm. And my birthday was in March. And my parents like, oh, like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I was like, honestly, just give me like, some cash so I can put towards a wedge. And I was like, I'm not getting you a wedge for your birthday. Like, I'm getting you something that you can actually open. I go, mom, just get me that. So she's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so anyways, she ends up getting me some uh, waggle golf shirts, which was like sweet anyways. But yeah. she ended up giving me money on top of that to, to get the, uh, the wedge. I know I'm spoiled. So for all you oh, people me, talking out there, boy, my, my mom's still, oh, and my, dad, my, my dad's <laughs> contributing half the money. But yeah, yeah. so anyways, I, I unwrap it and I go up through it. It's a 60, it's a, it's a MV3. It's a tiger milled wedge. It's Chrome. It's actually, it's like a nickel Chrome, uh, nickel Chrome. I think it's, I think it's, it's a like old gunpowder kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, thank you. Thank you for Big being mom. my brain. I go up to her, I go, mom, look at this. I go, this is what you got me for my birthday. She goes, she goes, oh, wow, that's, that's cool. I guess I go, mom, <laughs> this is awesome. She goes like, it's that cool. I go, mom, this is majestic. I go, this <laughs> oh thing, God. this thing, could, this thing is, is what I wanted. Like, I thank yeah. you. She's like, oh, okay. Well, you're that excited about it. You're welcome. Go, mom, <laughs> like, let's try to show, sh- show some effort here. Hey, eh? like I'm trying Can to say like how it? stoked I am. Oh yeah. Get this. So I get my new clubs. First thing Ted does. Well, let me see these things slim. Oh, so I no. think, what does he do? He taps them on the hardwood floor. <laughs> I go, dude, what are you doing, buddy? Like, what a guy. but he's the guy that also, when he like at the beginning of the round, he takes all his head covers off and then throws them in the back of the cart and oh. then they just bounce around all day. I go, dude, he has my PXG driver. I, I go, dude, do not do that with my PXG driver. I do not want to ding on it. I need full value for resale. If I want to sell it, yeah. you, know, you can use it. Just put the head cover back on every goddamn time you use it. Cause it's absolutely <laughs> annoying. He goes, Oh, that wasn't me slim. I go, dude, no one else, I, no one else used it. What do you mean? It wasn't you <laughs> like, come on now. Don't lie, Teddy. Yeah. I know. I know. So anyways, I'm juiced that I got my clubs and, uh, and I got them for a good price because I like to flip clubs online if you don't know me. So I've been been working all off season to try to lower basically full bag flip for like, hopefully under a thousand bucks. That's unreal, man. That's unreal. Hopefully you can play them well. Oh, there it is. eh? There's a little (laughs) dagger. Next thing you know, first month into the season, I got a whole new bag. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so fellas, uh, that didn't go so well. <laughs> I'm going to try Callaway's now. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to make a difference. Moving on. That's hilarious. But, uh, but anyways, why don't, uh, why don't we announce, Ben, you want to announce something special we got going on today? Yeah. So our first guest episode, actually, this one here, we got Zach Juicy coming on later on in the show. Um, he's, a, he's a, I guess, former, in a sense, professional golfer, but still, still probably going to go back at it. He's just taking a step back away from the game right now. Um, but Zach's played a little bit in the Toronto Players Tour and um, a little bit over in Arizona as well. So we'll get more into it when he when he comes on. But yeah, special guest. And I mean, we're, we're super happy that he was able to hop on. Yeah, no, it was a good interview. I think, you know, forgive us a little bit for 
some technical difficulties or, or just kind of awkwardly starting the conversation with Zach. It was kind of, you know, it's our first one. So we'll get better as we go. Like, like we yeah. usually do, but, uh, but no, it was awesome to have him come on and uh, take time to, to Great chat energy. with the fellas. Yeah. Great energy. He seems yeah. like an absolute weapon. Good guy. But, but yeah, so last week, RBC heritage, Hilton head Island, Mr. Jordan Spieth gets it done. You, you see much of it? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit for sure. I, I watched the playoff playoff hole at least that um but it feels good to hear that that sentence come out of someone's mouth jordan spieth winning again back in the winner winner circle it's actually huge man i feel like it's been way too long even though i guess it was just last year but i mean it's always great to see jordan winning again it that's what's crazy eh? it feels like he hasn't won and it feels like he's been struggling for years yeah like since he since he went on his run of i think he like what something stupid when the masters did he win the it was like the Masters in the Open, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, came out so hot. And then, like, yeah. and like you said, he won last year. I think he won the year before that. Like, it's not like he's doing bad. He just, like, hasn't done as well. Like, he's 13 wins, dude. He's 29. Yeah, it was the Valero. But before the Valero last year, I feel like he didn't win for a while because that was, like, the really, really yeah. deep he part went, of his struggles. But definitely went through a bit of a stretch. But he's back on the winner's circle, back inside the top 10 in the World Golf Rankings. That's huge. He also signed Chiching a deal with Under Armour to be – their athlete for like till 2029 i think yeah he's continued so. to be the face of them for at least their golf apparel and stuff like that like i remember even growing up i loved wearing the under armor shit because of him when i was like fucking 12 and 13 yeah that was like what last year <laughs> fuck you I, i'm kidding <laughs> I, I can't trip about fucking be looking young and being young <laughs> uh, i guess i'm old now so that doesn't make a difference but either way just rambling here um but pretty a, a crazy way he shot 66 five under to get into a playoff with Patrick Hanley kind of came out of not out of nowhere, but you know, definitely he was a few shots back before the day began. And I watched the playoff. Like when I saw Jordan hit in the bunker, I was like, man, he Canley's going to do this. And then he hits into the bunker. And what's funny mm-hmm. is like Shane Lowry coming up, who was a shot back going on to 18, like in the actual round, he hit in the bunker, like only 30 minutes before that. So there, there must've yeah. been something going on with the, they're not noticing the wind as hard as it would have been or should have been. Cause like, the odds that three PJ two roads leave it short on a hole in the same hole is, uh, you know, a little yeah, unusual. It was weirdly consistent for that to happen. But yeah. you know, one here, kind of a crazy stat that I saw. I mean, I might be a little bit off because I, I don't have it with me, but yep. um, it was some stat about his odds of winning the tournament or like his chances yep. of winning this. the tournament. I don't know if you have it on there somewhere, no, but I don't. it was like when he teed off on 18 on his like regular round, which he was finished basically a couple hours before or like roughly an hour before the last few groups were. And when he was teeing off on 18, he had like less than a 1% chance of winning the tournament, according to like just all the analytics and stuff, like basically saying that the guys playing after him were bound to make a couple more birdies to basically beat him. So his chances went from like less than 1% all the way to almost a hundred at one point in the span of fucking like two and a half hours, two hours, which is wild to think because I mean, less than a 1% chance of winning a tournament that, when you're on 18 on your final round, it's like unheard of really. That's where stats can only take you so far, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it gets you the point, but when it comes down to getting a job done and, and whether you're in a different sport in playoffs or in the final hole or, you know, it just, it doesn't matter because anything can happen. That's what makes sport. That's why we love sports. If everything was statistical in sports, how it finished, like it wouldn't be fun. Exactly. Right. But that, no, that it's a nuts stat. Crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but yeah. I mean, and then he almost holes out his bunker shot and they both had yeah. kind of like a fried egg, tough lie. Canley, I think Canley, obviously he needed to hit it close. He just didn't, didn't get it done. But I mean, a couple, a couple of great quotes that Spieth had after the fact that he won the event without a putter after missing the 18, 18 inch putt the day before on 18 and his wife, someone asked him like, what are your thoughts going into, into today? He goes, Oh, well, my wife told me last night that I need to take five seconds to relax before <laughs> I make my next putt after I miss one, which I thought yeah. was pretty jokes, but yeah, I mean, that was tough. Can you imagine yeah. if you lost that playoff and then go and dude, if I literally just made that eight, 18 inch putt, you know, I win. I mean, I, I don't like that because it should have, could have, would have like, a lot of guys could yeah, say, oh, every amateur here, looks but... back and they're like, oh, I should have, I could have broke 80, but I fucking three put that one hole. And it's like, it happens every round. But I mean, yes. for a pro and you're missing one that short, it definitely sticks in your memory a little bit longer, I'd think. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. The other cool uh, fact about that was he started the second round, 32nd place. So Saturday morning comes out 32nd place. 
And he proceeded to lose three strokes over the field over the next 54 holes and end up winning the golf tournament. That's that probably like never happens like less than once every how many years I bet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it's not good. And I think he ended up being one of the worst. I think his strokes gained putting. I want to say my buddy told me it was like minus two and a half, which is awful. Wow. And then, but then he had the best strokes T to green. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which I mean, I mean, it's normally fucking completely the other way for Spieth, right? Yeah. I mean, he's normally, a, that's how he wins. His bread and butter is normally his putting, or it was at least in his peak. I'm going to call it a peak. Hopefully he gets to another peak, but in his back then prime. So, I mean, it's good to see he can win different ways. I'm sure that's a big mental boost for him going forward, especially, oh, do you have it in there? The Easter thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was just about to get into that. Holy, that shit was yeah. wild. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been all over Twitter and whatnot, but just because we... We obviously film or get our audio late, you know, just want to let everyone else know that hasn't heard it. But last e- Easter, he won the Valero Texas Open. This Easter, he won, obviously, the uh, the RBC Heritage. And then next next Easter, the Masters. Yeah, that's fucked. Little I omen. Would... <laughs> little omen. We were sitting there it? watching. We you were having our it? little Easter, Easter dinner. Oh, I'm going to be laying a couple bucks on him. But we were having a nice little Easter dinner with some of our other buddies at the house. And we were watching the end of the tournament. And my one buddy turned to me. He's like, Oh, like that's wild because last Easter was the Valero and he won whatever, like you just said. And he's like, what's, what's next Easter. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. You tell me, man. He's like, it's the masters. And I was like, there's no way there's no way. And then he even got told that in his post round interview Spieth did. And he's just kind of like giggled and was oh, yeah. you clearly can see like, up a bit. yeah, he's like, Oh shit. He's like, let me guess the masters is next Easter. So who knows what it'll do. But I mean, that's a pretty crazy stat. Like, off topic here, what do you guys have for an Easter dinner at your student house? Like, did you just like make craft dinner and soup or did you like order a pizza or what did you do? I mean, if it was fully up to me to make everything, you're probably bang on with what you just said. But no, I actually have a guess of what I was responsible for bringing, knowing, uh, knowing my talents in the kitchen. Um, any part of like the wine? No, that would have been probably the second thing I would have brought though. I was, uh, oh, the dessert. Yeah. (laughs) What do you get? Like a a McCain fresh cake or something like that? (laughs) No, man. I went with, uh, two bite brownies, cookies, and, uh, pecan butter tarts. Are you a big butter tart guy? Yeah, I kind of like butter tarts, especially the pecan one. I you don't? hate, I hate butter tarts. Oh my God. I'd rather eat Brussels sprouts, sprouts than butter tarts. That's fucked up, man. I got three more downstairs. I'm going to go smack them after this. We but... should make a poll. I bet more people don't like butter tarts than do like butter tarts. No. Yeah, let's make a poll. No way. We'll do it. No we'll do it on Instagram. But anyway, anyway yeah. So um, we had that for dessert. I had, uh, we had a, a nice hickory or smoked hickory ham for, uh, for like the main, main meal uh, with some vegetables. It was peas and carrots. And then um, we had some like random other shit, like some, some spring rolls and like little flatbread pizzas oh yeah there uh, there it is they always gotta yeah. mix in something eh? and then and then just no like salad or bread. what no no salad mixed in thankfully <laughs> that's funny no it was it was good though it was solid solid time with the guys unreal unreal well should we hop into the interview with your boy zach juicy yeah yeah let's do it man let's get him on here and uh yeah hopefully everybody enjoys dirty let's go well, well, well. Our first ever guest on Up and Down Pod or Golf Podcast. Here we go. First minus of the day. Please welcome Zach. Zach, what's going on, buddy? What's up, fellas? How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing just fine. I'm fantastic. Anytime, dude. Anytime. It's gonna be it's gonna be my Wi-Fi with all the issues today. But yeah, Zach Juicy, big first uh, first guest on the pod, man. Couldn't be uh, couldn't be more fired up. Local boy from where I'm from as well. So um, yeah, man. Happy to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Of course. Appreciate you, boys. I was gonna, I was gonna introduce him as Zach the Hack, but I didn't want to be that type of guy. Not even know the guy and and chirp him. But anyways, we're juiced to have you on. Like I said, we we want to get into a string of guests here, and I, I think you'd be the perfect one to start us off with getting us into that type of thing. So we're super excited to have this happen and uh, that you were able to make time for us. So, but uh, but what's been going on in your, in your life? You're down in AZ. Ben was saying, right? Yeah, down in Arizona. It's is uh, year five or year six for me. I think it's like my fourth full full winter down here. Um, so I don't really know what the cold is anymore. Fortunately for me, I'm super, uh, super grateful for that. And just been kind of chasing the golf dream for a while down here. All right. Well, I'm going to start you off quick. So I'm really off the top. What's the handicap at? Like plus 4.1 right now. 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> a plus 4.1. Jeez. Gives the fellas an idea. I was going to say, he doesn't know, uh, Slim doesn't know what the fucking snow looks like anymore these days, too, with his traveling to Panama and shit. But yeah, yeah. I, I like to avoid the North as much as I can in the wintertime. I love Canada, but I mean, I'm with you there. If I could live down where you're living in the winter months, I'd be, I'd be stoked. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm lucky for sure. I'm lucky. Uh, for those, nasty. for those people that don't know, a plus is better than a zero. So in golf <laughs> yeah. handicaps go, you know, your average dude, let's say he's a 15. So he shoots 15 over par. Once you get down, you know, into the good numbers, like a one, a zero, then when you start shooting under par, it gets into the pluses. So a plus four, you know, you're shooting 68 on average. Not never too heard shabby. of her. Not a big <laughs> never deal. Heard of her. Never heard of her. Yeah. That's don't know her. Unreal. Well, Ben, I'll, I'll let you kind of lead it. Obviously, you know, Zach, uh, a little better than I do, but, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, let's hop right into some things. Yeah, for sure, man. I think we should kind of just dive deep back into like when it all kind of started, I always like hearing about when guys, uh, kind of get their first relationship with golf. So, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like when was your first time you kind of fell in love with the game and was there like a specific memory that you have where you kind of, you fell in love with golf and it was your first experience? Yeah, I'd say uh, sort of elementary school. I joined uh, Westview where, you know, me and you have been for oh, a yeah. while now. Um, like, I'm, I'm actually a lifetime member there now, which is amazing. They, uh, Colin and Mike, gave me, I, I got a tournament, professional tournament win in 2020, and they gave me a lifetime membership. I was like, a congratulations for that. So uh, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, back in elementary school, just junior golfer with the boys, we'd literally, like, so one of our mothers or dads would pick us up after school, like, three o'clock, three 30, straight to the course, play till sundown. We do this a few times a week and uh, just, yeah, grinded out in the summer and started working there and just playing a little bit more, a little bit more. And I mean, if you don't know the course, Westview is uh super tree line, super tight, super tough golf course. So I just, yeah, I learned to get really good on that at that place. Just, you know, no fear hitting driver everywhere and learn right. how to hit uh, knee high punch shots to get out of trouble. <laughs> I was about to say, man, what a course to get started, especially as a young guy. I mean, from oh, working yeah. there, you always got kids rolling in and they're maybe a little bit new to the game. And I'm like, fuck, like, are you sure you want to play this course, fellas? Like <laughs> maybe go at the D range a little bit more before you swing by, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's awesome. And that probably p- plays a lot into your talent and how you play today, but um obviously Westview both a special place to you and I um both worked there for probably too many years at this point <laughs> yeah just but, like, um, I'm, I mean I, I think I'm still on staff there like Mike and Paul <laughs> just give, give me a call whenever if they're in a jam or when the boys go yeah. away to school like in the fall work still got the name tag yeah magnet still works so slim actually funny story um kind of about Westview and what Zach mentioning is his first win there um, I'll let him dive deeper, deeper into it for a second. But, um, so he, he won this tournament, uh, Brooklyn national championship a couple of years back in the Toronto players tour. And I don't okay. know if you remember Zach, but you strolled in the next day feeling, uh, maybe not so great, but great at the same time. Yeah. And we actually had a pro shop shift together the next day. He covered for somebody like an absolute menace, but, uh, <laughs> do you, if you remember anything about that day, the day after, do you want to dive in a bit about, um, what it was like obviously winning the tournament and then uh, strolling into for a shift the next day yeah it was uh it was wild so another, another guy that worked at the course chris thompson like my best friend growing up i was at his cottage for the week before the tournament and just like a nice little mental break it was between events just kind of like hanging out and he's like working out a little bit spend some time on the sea dudes playing a little bit of golf and uh, he, he plays the, he plays the course a ton so he knew all about it so we went out there we played a practice round the day before i went bogey free 66 in the practice round and he's like dude just fucking do that like yeah. no problem do that and like you're it's that done. easy yeah so i go day one have like literally like best round i've played in a tournament uh i give him a call after i'm like dude i i, I didn't do what we said to do and he's like fuck what do you mean i'm like I went 64 bogey free set the the course record. Uh, Yeah. Dash eight to start, started off, followed up with four under the next day, Um, finished birdie birdie to win by two. And then got after a little, a little bit that night, had a, had a couple pints for sure. And uh, straight straight into Westview the next day, like feeling, feeling great, but not so great as Benny (laughs) said. And uh, thank God he was there to kind of, you know, man, the shop himself. <laughs> I looked really good in his seat that day. Yeah, no, that, that day cracked me up. So Slim, what happened was he, 
So obviously we were kind of following along with his round. Uh, myself and the pro there were working, I think maybe the day he was playing and we checking on the live scoring and stuff. Uh, so we obviously found out he won pretty much immediately. And then I was like, holy fuck, like this will be interesting. See him the next day. Like there's no way he comes in, but I mean, Zach, you're a beast. So you're able to swing in. Um, but uh, so Colin Nisbet, who's um, like the president at Westview Golf Club, he had a bunch of stuff set up for Zach. He threw up um, like a big congratulations sign. He decorated the whole pro shop yeah. and it was, it was really sick and we were, couldn't be more fired up for you. So it was you a solid like day. An, you got like an official score sheet and like literally hand wrote every single one of my scores for two days. No shit. Yeah. yeah. So just like, I have, like I have it at home. Like I'm, I, it's, I didn't get it framed yet, but like it's, I have it in a safe place at home. I'll get, I'm going to get it framed with like, I'll do something like, you know, my first win, whatever. I've got the official scorecard and then he has like an official, like handwritten, like whatever standard eight and a half by 11 paper of all the scores for everybody in the tournament for two days with my name up top dash 12 beside it. Just like, so cool. That's unreal. So that was in the Toronto players tier, right? Yep. And then, so what course was it at? That was at uh, Brooklyn national up in Midland. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, I played that track before. That's an interesting track. The driving range is across the highway. Driving ranges across the highway. You, you fucking, can't take carts across the highway. You gotta dodge cars so before you're either you walking around. or driving across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a couple two-man scrambles there. That's so jokes, dude. I mean, that's pretty solid. 10, 12 deep, two days. And you won by two, you said? One by two, yeah. Finished birdie, birdie, one by two. Uh, Derek Gillespie, who's just another, you know, like, big-time big time golf guy. Play. He's played pretty much everywhere. Uh, he was dash 10, and then I think after that, it went down to, like, dash four dash six so we, yeah we, we pretty much ran away with it but i didn't even know at the time i made uh i made like a 15 footer on 17 a part three just like solid putt really good tee shot straight putt yeah and on 18 like i thought i thought i was up i was like the guys in my group i was beating them pretty good that day so i figured i had like a three or four shot lead so i actually hit like i think i hit five iron off the tee or four iron off the tee Hit like yeah. eight. It's like a three hundred and fifty year old, three hundred and sixty year old. Hit like four iron, eight iron. I was so <laughs> nervous. I hit it to like forty feet, and then I drained the putt from forty feet, and then I was like, "All right, well, Man, that's that's pretty impressive." Like that back nine gets kind of tight, and then seventeen's a tough part three because it's kind of like up on the hill. You you, you kind of hit up. I don't know if you're, yeah, exactly. you remember, but I mean, that, yeah, you can't be left. I think left is all out of play. And right, you're kind of short side yourself with a with a tough chip, and then yeah, absolutely. 18, I mean, that's pretty phenomenal finish, like birdie, birdie finish, especially dropping some bombs too. Like, not like you're hitting them into a foot and tapping. You're, no, uh, I mean that was that was honestly like, the rest of my the rest of the uh, previous two days was like that. I mean, I was just hitting it so good. It was it was just putts were going in because I was putting from inside ten feet all the time. But then, yeah, it was nice to finally you know get the putter to heat up and uh, yeah, turn out turn out to be a win and. <laughs> Yeah, I was grinding pretty hard at that time. I had a good, I had a really good 2020. Did you, uh, you do any Kevin Na Watkins or what? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I don't have that kind of confidence. I'm not, I'm not losing the confidence with the putter. I definitely oh. like. I've definitely hit a few drives and like not looked at all. Just like hit it straight to you pick up. I'm like it's out there somewhere, relatively, relatively straight. But somewhere I'll, I'll watch every straight. putt drop. Did yeah. uh, did you end up playing or ever play Oak Bay in the Players Tour? Was it there when you played that year? Um, I, I've played Oak Bay a few times. I'm, I don't remember if I actually played that tournament or not. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did, but I've, I've played that track. Like I got some buddies who have cottage up there. I played that track a bunch of times. That is a golf course, man. Dude. I, I was a member there last year and it's, it's nuts there. I remember that the winner, I think that won that year for the players tour when it came was I think 65, 66, which is like, I don't know. It's a tough track. Like if you don't keep the ball in play, good luck you know, scoring, but yeah, you're dropping everywhere. Cause there's poison <laughs> Ivy lighting. Every fucking <laughs> yeah, like, this is actually a jungle out here. Like I, I see my golf ball. I'm not going to play it because like, I don't yeah. have tomato juice with me right now. Like, yeah. do, you know? Oh, um, and like the whole nine, the car path just goes right into Georgian Bay. Cause they misaligned yeah. the, the engineering of the golf, of the golf track. Oh, oh God. It's hilarious. But, but yeah. so you said you had a good year in that year. So what, like what other tournaments you play in or, uh, you know, results did you have? Yeah, so that was that was the COVID year for us. So we were pretty lucky. I was playing Outlaw Tour down here in Arizona. And uh, funny story, actually, we were on uh, – all of us were on Bovada. You could bet on us because we were the only professional golf tour running at the time. Unreal. So I was playing tournaments down here, and my boys were smashing money on me to win events. And just I'm going like, to tell my kids this was John Daly. <laughs> <laughs> 
ride with Benny yeah. should have hopped in and sprinkled some money on him. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I got, I didn't get any, I didn't get any wins on the outlaw tour, but just definitely had a good season and carried that into, uh, into Toronto players tour all summer. I think I finished fourth on the overall rankings or fifth on the overall rankings for that. And they're, uh, I think it's now called the golf town cup. I don't know what it was called the first year, but yeah, I just had just a lot of top tens, a lot of top fives and just like actually right up until the tournament uh, that I won. I was just, it was, I was trending, you know, it was like, I felt like I could win. I was really close and you know, it's like it, across any level, like it's just, it's tough to win, man. Like you go at some days, like 68, 68, 67, 69 kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, okay. You came third, you came fourth. It's like, you still got to remember to be pretty proud of yourself. And, and, oh, yeah. and it's, I mean, golf's humbling, man. It's there's, there's a lot of good players and um, yeah, I got, I mean, I got a lot of good, good buddies on the tour who are really good. And it's just like, I don't know, Brendan Leonard, I'm sure you've heard the name, like yeah. chasing him and Chris Wilson down. And these guys are just, you know, every single round seems to be like 68, 68. It's like, well, you know what the benchmark is like, go shoot it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, sure. I, well, we always relate to the Max Homa tweet where like you're, you know, you're one golf swing thinking a way that you can win the masters and the next that so you just want to quit golf. And I think that's so true, especially the higher you get up. You know, when you're playing at your level, like obviously for me and Ben being hacks, it's it's not quite the same. But for you guys, like, you know, I'm sure there's times you're like, man, I could do this as like a living. Like I can get this done. And then the next week, it's just an absolute gong show in your brain going, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, and that's what makes, like you said, golf very humbling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, then you get those waves of confidence where, where I had, like, I think some like. It was like 10 to 15 tournaments where I, I finished in the money in a row and it was all like all top tens. And it was like, you know, some I didn't even come close to winning, but others was like up. I had to check if I birdied 18 or if I finished birdie birdie, I would have had a chance for a playoff or a chance to win. And it was like I knew the situation I was in. It was just like always firing at pins. Like just like you don't care. You get that close to winning. You're like I second, third, fourth. Like it's yeah. awesome. I mean, I'm still proud of myself, but like, if, what if I hold one on 18 from the fairway and get into a playoff? Like, yeah, fuck it, send it you, for sure. Be, I'll ask one more question for, I know Ben has a couple that he wants to ask you, but yeah. Speaking of like the outlaw tour and like Toronto players tour and all that, like, do you think the PJ tour could do a better job of, of kind of helping, you know, the developing leagues of golf, get golfers in the position they need? Cause obviously financially, you know, it's tough. Not everyone can do it. You know, even when you're saying you're coming top tens, like for people like, and I'm not downplaying this, but I'm, I, I'm sure I have a good buddy that, that kind of does the systems too. His name's Drew Nesbitt. Uh, and I like, Drew, I know, I know what, Drew really well. Yeah. So like, and you guys don't win a lot of money when that happens. And like, I mean, it's awesome that you, you know, you're more in it for the points and for the recognition in, in golf Canada, try to get exempt somewhere, but like, you want to just dabble into maybe that, like how the PJ tour could do, or like maybe PJ tour Canada could do a bit better of just like helping Canadians and, and helping developing tours, you know, so more guys have the opportunity to play at a higher level. Like what's your take on that? Like, do you think they do a good job or. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll even expand on what you're saying. Like the money at the, at the mini tour level is, is it's minimal. There's nothing. If you win, it's good. Like if you win a mini tour event down here, it's like anywhere from four grand to 10 grand, depending on the event, same as back home. But then there's like a big step down after that. So yeah. aside from like the point, the year long points that the tours have and like the little bit of money you can make to at least like keep yourself afloat, um, the experience is huge. And that's what we play for at, at that level. And then last year I played on McKenzie tour. Um, and then you see like from there, from McKenzie tour to corn Ferry, Latin America, all those, the PGA sanctioned tours, um, I don't, I don't know what else they could do. Like they, they do give, there is a decent amount of opportunity. I would say maybe like graduating more than five players from the McKenzie tour to the corn Ferry every year. Like the corn Ferry has their top 25 and then those guys all get cards. And if you're finishing the top 50 on the corn Ferry tour, you're making a decent living. Um, by that point, you know, you have all your sponsors, like they're, they're pretty much covering everything and that obviously helps. And then you get a win out there. You're doing, you're doing well. Um, I'd say if anything, maybe, maybe McKenzie tour could have more than just five guys step up every year, but I mean, who am I to make that decision? You know, it's like, I, I would love there to be 10 guys to go and, you know, then you don't necessarily have to win an event. Yeah. Uh, but with only five guys going and, and like whatever, eight to 10 events, it's like pretty much everybody who wins is going to be going. And that's it. If you don't win, like you come like second every week and it's like, good luck. You gotta go still go back to Q school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. No. I agree. Like the only thing I, I always thought of, like, cause I remember, like I said, I'm fairly good buddies with Nezzy and like we got talking cause he plays a lot in the Latin and, and he wants to do McKenzie tour, but the travel was kind of tough doing that too. Like, 
I just think they can make it more even ge- geographical, like, you know, start on the West side of Canada and then work to the East or like go from the Absolutely. East and finish in the West. Right. Cause then guys could like, I don't know, just the traveling back and forth from like BC to Ontario and then back out to Saskatchewan and then out East. And then like, I just feel like Absolutely. that would be the one thing I think I would hope maybe in the long term. I'm sure there's huge logistics to doing that. Like I'm sitting here with a mic in my hand going, yeah, this should be done. <laughs> and, and I'm sure people at golf Canada are like, dude, it's not that simple, but that's something I, I would think just to make it easier for guys to travel together and maybe rent an RV or do something like that where they could, you know, help them with costs. But, but no, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, from the most part, your experience has been awesome. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. It's been good, man. It's been, it's been good just to network with a bunch of the boys and I've been doing this, you know, I, I started a lot later than these guys. So I was, I'm definitely a little bit older on the mini tours and like McKenzie tour chasing this, but you know, I'm 30 now. A lot of these guys that I'm playing with, they're like fresh out of school. So they're like anywhere from 22 to 27. But, you know, you sort of like after a year of getting over that and pretty much ignoring that fact, like everyone's in it together. Like most of the boys out there are there to help each other. Like we're, we're you know, you're, you're, you're essentially a bit of a team and you do try and travel together and Airbnbs and, you know, split flights or, or sorry, split costs of uh, Airbnbs and houses and rental cars, take flights when you can, drive when you can. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, it, it's hard to say what, what else they could do. Other, like, I agree with what you said for sure. Like, I think I think they should be able to geographically just go west to east or east to west or go, you know, Ontario east, give it like three, four weeks and yep. go like back Ontario west. I saw the schedule this year. It's all over the place, man. It is a bit of a mess. But again, like we're sitting here and like, <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. I'm going to show up and, <laughs> and, play, and play a few events and it, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, I'm sure I'm sure there is more behind the scenes as to why they, they make these decisions yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, Ben, I know you're eager to ask some questions, so I'll let you get after. I've been stealing the mic. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. I actually really like those questions. I didn't know those were coming. And I, I yeah, really those are good questions. It's good. Sure. It was good. Good topic. We'll pat on the um, back. <laughs> there Just you go, kidding. man. Pump your tires. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know Zach, we talked a lot about, uh, cause I don't know when I was working with you and stuff like that around the golf course, I was always kind of looking for tips on how you could play better and what those feelings are kind of like. So obviously being in contention in a tournament, like the one you were in, um, when you ended up winning, can you kind of pinpoint like anything where it's like, you really got to focus on your mental game. I know you said you had a couple different tactics to kind of keep yourself under control, but having those like emotions and stuff run through you, like, how could you put those into the words when you're in contention like that? So hole one on day two definitely settled me down real quick. Uh, I hit, I mean, you know, my game, I hit driver everywhere. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, it's probably not a driver hole, but I hit drive. Like you don't need driver. You can hit two iron wedge there. I just wanted to hit driver flip wedge. So yeah. I hit this tree just off the tee. Like I was nervous, definitely wasn't my best swing, hit the tree, ended up in the trees. I go to punch out It like hits another tree, goes into the fairway. I got like, I think I have like 110 yards for my third shot now. And I think all two, three guys I was playing with, or I don't know, the threesome, I think it was a foursome. They all are, they all are, are like are waiting for me to hit my third shot before they hit their second shot. I'm like, oh God, here we go, right? I hit it, I hit it to like 15 feet and make this putt that breaks like two feet dead center. And like that obviously calmed me down right away. Got, got that part under my belt. Didn't really have to worry about that. And, uh, and then I, down the stretch for sure, I, I was feeling the nerves. Cause I knew, I knew I had a good round going. I mean, I made, I made a couple bogeys that round, but I'm trying to remember. I think I made eight birdies day one. I think it was like six day two and a couple bogeys, but coming down the stretch, yeah. like I, I knew I was pretty far ahead of the guys I was playing with. I didn't know that Gillespie had shot. I think he mm-hmm. shot 65 to get in the house at 10. And I was, so I was coming down the stretch right. and just, you know, really focused on my breathing um it's yeah, you, you know you, you want you want to be in tune with, with stuff you, you can control when you get into these like crazy pressure or like you know super emotional situations where like your mind can start racing it's yeah. like yeah i'm obviously on hole 15 a par five like or 14 whatever it is thinking about like like if i make eagle here i'm for sure walking away with this win get my first win like what am i gonna do blah 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 and it's like yeah that thought happens like literally as fast as i just said it and now it's yeah okay like let's clear that out of your brain forget about it. Like we got a golf shot to focus on. Um, so I'll focus on my breathing cause you can count your breaths and control that. And then right. I'll call out colors to myself that I see on the golf course. Yeah. Like I'll be walking just be like, yeah, like, cause it keeps you present. So like the grass is green, the tree is green, that flag is red, right? Like yeah. it's, there's no, there's no past or future in that. It's all 
present tense, like factual information that's happening right in front of your eyes. So you tell yourself that, calm yourself down. And then it's like back to your process. You got your think blocks, like what shot am I going to hit? What's the wind doing? Blah, blah, blah. Then I step over the ball. What's my target? Fire. And then, you know, golf, wherever it goes, you just chase it, find it, hit it again, yeah. man. Like fortunately, yeah, I, I, did it, I did it in a couple uh, less shots than everybody else that week. Exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to see Ben this year. When I play with him. He's just going to be saying <laughs> random colors and just, <laughs> Ben, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're... Green, green. <laughs> you, just, you just went double, double, nah. triple, buddy. I don't think you need yeah. to worry about the breathing mechanics. No, oh but that's, God, so... that's hilarious. No, that, that's, no, but I, I, yeah, yeah I really wanted to hear about it because I remember that is something we talked about. And I just feel like for the average Joe, like average golfer, like, nobody really thinks about that kind of stuff and like it's a legit thing that a lot of players do like especially tour players and when you're playing for purses like that like you have to stay so mentally present because it's not just the ups and downs of hitting good and bad shots it's like the emotions of actually being in contention and stuff like that so that's a really really cool thing i think for you to share and i think a lot of guys will maybe not necessarily like implement that right away but kind of understand like those might be things they have to have to kind of adapt to later yeah, on I mean, if whether, whether to it's a tournament or you're playing a money match with your boys or you're just out there you know on your own like working on your game it's like mm-hmm. if you get so caught up in everything else that's going on around you or thinking about like oh if i make this putt now you know birdie and if i just birdie my next two i'm going to break 80 for the first time like yeah that's that's not in your control now because you oh, haven't yeah. hit you haven't hit those next eight golf shots yet yeah right whereas like if you just stand over the ball and you're like okay the flag is yellow it's a middle pin the wind is off the left. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm lining up like, okay, my, my target is that tree 10 feet left of the pin. That's all I care about. Hit it at that tree 10 feet left of the pin. If I miss by 40 yards left of the pin, like, fuck it, whatever. Like, <laughs> you're going to go up there and hit it again and just go through your process one more time. Here's yeah. my chip. Where's my land spot? What do I want? Okay, perfect. Do it again. And like, you never know what could happen, man. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. That's I, awesome. I, That's- I really like the, the color idea. Like, obviously the breathing thing I've heard before with, with a couple guys, but the color thing's kind of cool because it takes your mind away from, you know, m- maybe even negative thoughts or, you know, cause I'm bad with that. Like if I get playing good, I just start thinking, neg- I don't even know why I start thinking ne- like negatively. <laughs> like, right? like, oh, don't breathe. It's, it's, it's a crazy spiral though, dude. It's a crazy yeah. spiral. Oh, yeah. You just get into these like little negative, like connotations or these little negative thoughts. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like a 20 handicap. Like, wait, what just happened? Like I'm, I'm about to shoot <laughs> 75. I'm okay here. Like yeah. calm yeah. down. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I'm glad that that, that was shared. Yeah, staying staying present is definitely one of the one of the big things that some coaches have taught me. And it's just like different techniques and tactics you can do to stay present. And it's just like you can like I mean, having a caddy is huge because you can just have a conversation. Like you don't yeah. have to talk about anything golf. You can talk about whatever the just hell you want to talk about. Yeah. Almost yeah, distraction. Well, like you're obviously trying to stay focused, but it's the it's the distraction that you're like to keep your brain from wandering, like you said, and with those racing thoughts. That's really cool, though. I mean, speaking about coaching, I know you mentioned it briefly there. Um, so you, I heard you're getting into that a little bit uh, yourself now, or what? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be joining Dave Fritz Academy back home. Uh, he's at a Bathurst Glen in Richmond Hill, and then he's got a couple other locations in Oakville and Toronto somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I'll be one of his uh, one of his lead instructors, and just you know giving back to the game a little bit this year, helping out. I'll be working with some kids back at camps again, running clinics. I mean, I'll, I'll be running obviously like my own stuff through there as well. Just whoever wants some lessons, but, uh, but yeah, I just feel like the need to give back. I've been so focused on myself for five or six years, like selfishly, not selfishly, just like everything I do revolves around me and my golf game. And now you know, I'm taking a little bit of a step back from competing and, uh, looking yeah, looking to give back a little bit. And, and then obviously like put some money in my pocket because it's, it's a tough grind yeah. for five years. Yeah, man. Back to coaching uh, kids like me in junior camps, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Back in the West Sea junior camps. But, yeah, man. I mean, when you look at coaching, uh, like, is there something you find super rewarding about it? Like, what's your favorite part about, obviously, the giving back and everything, but is there something specific or a group of kids or something that you've been connected with, like, through coaching? Yeah, I'll, I'll say two things. One, I like seeing results in people, whether it's, you know, children, golfers who are, you know, five handicaps trying to get down to scratch, whether it's, you know, the 25 handicap who's trying to break 90, um, seeing those results and how it can help there. Um, and as you know, it's a lot easier to move somebody from like a 30 handicap to a 20 than a 10 yeah. handicap to a zero. Right. Uh, sure. So managing expectations with that, but then I'm also, I'm also really good with working with kids. I've, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, lead junior camps and for a few years when I was younger at Westview, 
And mm -hmm. uh, I coached some hockey growing up a little bit. And yeah, just for whatever reason, like I'm able to get a message across the kids pretty easily. And they, uh, they seem to listen to me pretty well. I think it's just because I'm a big child at heart. You know, I got a baby yeah. face. I look like a kid. I talk like a kid. So baby face. I think, I think I'm just like a he's big. Got a fucking, he's got a grizzly Adams beard. Like, I use it to hide the baby face or else I look like I'm 12. <laughs> Unreal. Gross. Unreal. Huh. I mean, uh, I know we could shoot the shit for a while here. I know you got to uh, skate soon, but um, I kind of maybe leave you with one more question. I got one more too. Um, Maybe is it the same one? You can actually go slim. You can take that, bud. No, no, no. You do it because I'm. I just. I. I'm a big on on the. Uh, whoa, holy! Have a episode, <laughs> dude. I'm a big on the. What's on in the, that water bottle, pal? <laughs> a little bit of vodka, buddy. <laughs> Double shot <laughs> on the fly, guys. So I think I changed the question I was gonna ask. So Ben, you go. I was just gonna say, like, if you were if you were to talk to someone who was maybe looking to start golf tomorrow, and I mean, there's so much to the game. Like, what is something you'd leave with them? Um, whether they're trying to play seriously or not, or like just kind of a general thing to leave with someone who's ready to go with golf. Perfect. I'll say two things. One is cliche as it is, have fun. Oh, yeah. it, it literally is that simple in any sport, anything you do. It's like, if you're, if you love the game and that's why you want to pick it up, or if you're, you're looking because you see a lot of people enjoying the game, and you want to do it. Just remember it is a game and have some fun. And then I'll say the second thing is manage your expectations. If you're picking up golf for That's the first huge. time realize that golf yeah. is very hard like golf is hard you're not going to pick up the club and shoot 90 your first time you're probably going to have to grind for a couple years to break 100 and then from there it's like it does get easier because now you're practicing and playing and then you know the love of the game kicks in and you want to start doing it more often uh, but yeah i'll say man manage your expectations and, and have fun for sure yeah great yeah, two I points mean I think I'm taking away a lot that's going to help me in, in my game this year. Like the managed expectations is tough. Cause like, I'll be like 180 yards out and I'm, and I'm like, you know, if I hit the green, I'll still be pissed, pissed with myself. And I'll be like, dude, tour average is probably like from one eighties, like what, like probably 20 feet. <laughs> and I'm no, like, I, no, that'd be the, that'd be the best. best? In the world. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Probably. Yeah. So there it is, man. Yeah. 10% yards to feet. So 180 yards, like the best in the world will average 18 feet roughly. Yeah, there you go. So, like, if go. I'm even, you know, a little flip wedge onto the green, I'm doing okay as at as an amateur. Absolutely, so there, man. there you go. I think I think that's huge because, like you said, it's about having fun. And once you start, stop having fun. I think it definitely golf so mental that you know it, it ruins everything. But I got one question for you. Talk about being selfish. What's the what's the biggest thing or like number one tip you'd say? Try to get someone that's like a five down to a scratch. Uh, short game short game make sure you can make sure you can hit chips out of every single lie make sure you can roll the rock and i'd say putting speed is huge like do a bunch of putting drills for speed like every green is different every hole is different every scenario is different so the ball is going to go in or not remember you're always hitting straight putts and letting gravity do the rest so if the putt breaks right to left don't try and force it to go right to left take more break hit it softer let let gravity take it to the hole 30 30 points, unreal well points, man. I, I think lastly here, I think we got to get a match. I think Nezzy's coming back to Barry or to Horseshoe for a few weeks. I think he's going to fly out of Toronto for the summer. So we got to get me, you and Ben versus me and Nezzy, and we'll get a, a little two, uh, four man to going. I love it. Going. He's, about to he's, say he's pros Shanty Bay, or Shanty Bay, right? No. So he's, so it, his dad used to own it. They, uh, okay. they probably wait. His uncle owns it now. Um, okay, gotcha. so they're not no longer there, but I mean, between Westview, um, I, I I'm at Vespra, which is down there, and I don't no, know I where just, he's going to play. I was but... just with Branson Ferry. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm good buddies with him, too. I grew up playing junior golf with him as well. Well, Ooh. not junior golf, but, like, golf yeah. when we were younger. But, uh, but yeah, we got to get something going on for I sure. I like that. Let's set something up for yeah. sure, fellas. That'd be that, awesome. That'd be fun. Dirty. All right, well, yeah, Zach... need, a, need a driver lesson, though, Zach, before we get into that. So I got I got you, Bill. We're good. Thank but you, he just said work on the short game, man. Figure it out. Like, <laughs> short something away, Ben. Try to help you. Short game's money, though. Yeah, buddy, I've seen your dad's short game. There's no chance your short game is No, good. no. I got my mom's short game. Don't worry. Oh, I'm dialed. I'm dialed. All right, we got to end this, wrap, wrap this up now. But, Zach, we really appreciate you coming on, buddy. Like I said, first guest on Up and Down Golf Podcast. Hopefully more to come, and we definitely want to get you back on and, uh, and dive into some more stories. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Fellas. Thanks for everything. That's good luck with everything with you guys, and uh, look forward to listening. All right, Thanks, cheers. brother. What an interview. You, st you stoked to have your boy on and the first one done or what? Oh yeah. It's good to get the first one under the belt, you know, always a good, always a great feeling. So, um, yeah, no, it was a pleasure to have you on Zach, if you're listening and, um, 
yeah, no, it was, it was solid. Lots of great insight for kind of every golfer, I would say of any skill level, whether you're um, pursuing a pro career or just getting things started maybe today or tomorrow, it's uh, lots of great insight there. So it was, it was a pleasure to have him on there. No, yeah, I was good. I liked a couple of points you brought up about, you know, how he stays calm during the round. Like we talked about the colors and, you know, breathing and stuff like that. I think those are things that, you know, really you, underrated aspects of the game. Yeah. You're, you're not getting that from us talking about it. Fuck no. <laughs> so, and he honestly seems like a guy you just want to have a few beers with. Like if we got a couple of beers in him, I think the conversations would get flowing. Yeah. And, it would uh, maybe be like a three hour episode too, because I feel like we could all fucking talk our heads off for way too long. And <laughs> yeah. <get> nowhere. <laughs> talking nonsense at the end, but Literally. no, I was good. Thanks again, Zach. Appreciate it. Uh, putting up with us, but, uh, but I guess some news following kind of into last week and into this week. Did you see that Dylan Fratelli tree shot? Yeah. You sent it my, to me actually. So obviously you saw it. Yeah. So the same guy was actually at that, at that dinner, the Easter dinner we were talking about earlier. Um, he, he showed me the tweet and I was like, what the fuck is this? So it took me a while. I was looking at it. Cause what happened was, I don't know how his ball got there. I didn't see the pre pre shot stuff, but uh, there was like a weeping willow tree kind of style thing. And he had his ball stuck in one of the like limbs of the trees. And it was just kind of hanging over a bunker or whatever. And I was, took me a solid minute to find out where the fuck the ball was. Like, I didn't know what he was looking at. He was just standing there looking at a tree. And then you could see that it was dangling and he had to take like a weird kind of stand up. I don't even know, like an overhand tennis kind of style swing with two hands it was whack but he ended up getting a two-stroke penalty for it apparently which is absolutely wild because apparently he was standing in his in or on his line i don't know how he was behind his line or behind his line yeah it's it's one of those things but i uh i've never never understood that rule um nor would i understand it when there's a situation like that so another stupid pga rule that's probably got to change in a situation like that you'd think Dude, the fact that he made, well, he thought he made par is banana lands. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there. And he's like, you said, he's like leg spread kind of shoulder width apart. He's just kind of like almost like a, a uh, like he's going to go like chop some wood, like yeah. kind of over the top, over, yeah. gets it out, kicks it to the fairway, makes par. This is, a, this is what bothers me with the PGA is that they have the audacity to, someone has to know he's in the tree, like, yeah. like unofficial. And he's sitting there trying to play his ball like okay that is mine identify it cool this and this he you know he goes through the effort of hitting the ball then not only that getting up and down making his par yeah incredible. and then when he wraps up they go yeah you've, you've actually just been informed that you're getting a two-stroke penalty because you stood behind the line like are you kidding me like yeah w- why do they need to do that like because there, is there nothing that they can do this be like oh dude hey uh hey dylan just let you know like just be careful with this shot with it being you yeah. know in your line and you know, you gotta, you gotta watch over this rule. No, no, let's just keep our mouth shut until he gets up and down, makes it miraculous. Wow. (laughs) Finally. And, and then they go, yeah, you're, you're getting dinged two shots. Yeah. I think it's also just funny. And we've talked about it numerous times in the previous episodes, but it's just one of those classic things where something kind of cool and out of the ordinary happens in the PG tour and they kind of like advertise it as so but then in the background like these guys are always getting fined or penalties on their shots yeah. like there's always a fucking downside to doing something unique in the pj tour and it's just it's so ridiculous dude you're so right because they they even the tweet it didn't say oh he was fu- he was a two-stroke penalty it's like oh check yeah. out this crazy shot yeah like, even though it's let, illegal apparently right let so. the kids play like i like it just drives me nuts like you that's said that's equivalent they, to showing somebody like the nhl posting a big hit that's like super illegal like a guy's dummying someone in the numbers and it's just like oh look at this massive unreal hit and then the guy's getting a 10 game suspension and five thousand dollar fine it's like just so yeah. backwards no they, they, they gotta stop doing that i don't know it's just it's so annoying but i mean at the end of the day uh Front office so, sorry, I just ours. got a podcast. I, I just got a, an email from Todd, the, the Rip It Grips guy. Oh, so I, 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 got, I got pretty stoked there for a second. Maybe <laughs> a little advertising coming soon. Yeah. Hint, wink, wink. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I don't know. They're dumb. I just think it's stupid. I think that should no way. Like, how does that help him play the golf shot? Yeah. I, like, like, in what way is it benefiting? He's in a, he's in a goddamn tree. It's his only option. Like, I don't know like, what you, you want him to start levitating and fucking like, well, did you see he standing he, on a, the side or he made like a TikTok of ways he, he could, hit, could have hit the shot legally. Oh really? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was a bit like a bit over the top, but it was, yeah. I don't know. It was just funny. He was just making a joke out of it, which he That's should. Cause funny. at the end of the day, 
screw the PGA Tour for that. But yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, you can't really do too much else. Else, how about this? Grayson Murray from the <clears throat> Corn Ferry. He shot 68, 66, 68, 69. So for a total of 20 under, I believe it was par 72. Pretty and, okay. Pardon? Pretty okay. Not bad. Scores. Pretty okay. Get this though. <laughs> he, he, he left with less money in his pocket than when he started. That's how good no. the Corn Ferry is. How does that happen, man? Yeah, dude. So, you know, let's say he, his costs for the week were like, I don't know, say five grand flights, hotels for the whole week. He, he didn't make that much money back how that's like, how good and that's a corn fairy man it's not even like a fucking dude, mini tour like that's under dude <laughs> it's the ahl of the fucking imagine NHL. what the cut was yeah i oh, yeah these guys are why why even show up honestly at that point like why are there people going to play in these tournaments because it's their only option i guess you could say but it's that is absurd <laughs> yeah it's I don't even I'm know trying to look to up. There's nothing else to really say other than the fact that it's just ridiculous. I don't know how that happens, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just, I was just more outlining how good these guys are. And then on top of that, how, um, you know, how hard it is to actually perform at that level, like 20 under and you're going home. Dude, not even in a win. Like he obviously came outside the top 10. Yeah. Up to 20. Like, I don't know. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. But either way, what are you, what are you going to do? Interesting. What are you going to do? Interesting stuff. And, but might as, might as well loop into next week here. This has been a little longer of an episode, anyways. So, um, the Zurich Classic. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. I had to practice it four times before we came on here to make sure <laughs> I was going to get it right. And I almost Come still got it on. wrong. So, this is 160 guys. And then there's 80 teams. So, each guy picks a partner. Mm-hmm. So, any guy can pick any partner as long as they have a PJ tour card or the, or they have a sponsor exemption. Okay. This would be sweet. If like, like back in the day, tiger had like a sick buddy that was like, not quite there, but like yeah. had his card, but didn't play a lot to, to get when do, cause if you win, you it's a full PJ tour. win. so you get two year exemption on the tour you get, Shit. I don't think it's as much as FedEx cup points is like a bit, like it's not a 500 point event. It's like a 300 point event, mm-hmm. but I mean, you get into the masters, you get into the tournament of champions, you get into the open, like it's the real deal. So like, that'd be yeah. so jokes. And speaking of that, Ryan Palmer has kind of done that. I mean, Ryan Palmer's a good golfer and he, you know, he's been on the tour. I, I think he's obviously won. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's not a he's no like name, a but solid. He, just he's probably guy. the closest that can come to this is that his partner in 20, I think 19 was Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Funny enough, they missed a cut. Jordan was probably like, I'm not being with this guy anymore. Yeah. Then he partnered with John Rom. <laughs> they won the event. And now this year he is playing with Scotty Scheffler. That's not bad. Definitely, uh, definitely a pretty decent player right now. I would say Scotty Scheffler is. So yeah. I don't know good, if you ever heard move. of him. I think he that actually won four, four of his last six. <laughs> Something Masters. crazy. But no, I was wondering maybe why that would be at least two of the three guys you named that he's played, um, played with recently in that tournament. And it kind of makes sense because I was right away. I'm like, okay, well, he's got to be from Texas then. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously he knows them. So, so Scotty and, and Spieth both from, I guess, similar areas. Um, yeah. So that makes well, a little bit more sense, but that's still pretty sick for him. And I mean, hopefully they go out there and fire. It'd be pretty cool. This well, like I said, obviously he, he, he can play golf. I'm not saying yeah. he's a nobody. I'm just saying he's probably the closest thing to what we're talking about in my previous sure. example of doing that. Um, Especially anyways, consistently playing with like, pretty Top much guy. close to number one in the world so yeah now yeah jordan wasn't number one at the time and rom wasn't number one at the time they were both kind of uh, top 15 but yeah i mean he's playing with now scotty um but yeah so rounds one and three are best ball and then rounds two and four are alternate shot and then any any playoff goes to an alternate shot the cut is 33 teams and ties um and yeah like i said it's it's a it's a legit pj tour man so it's kind of cool they do this i mean this would be a lot of fun for guys especially like Coming from the Florida swing into the PJ, obviously in that, and then they do the masters. And then, you know, last week, I think it's a cool little break because obviously Mm. they're playing still four rounds, but you know, it's a little more fun to it. You're hanging out. Um, It's not as serious. I don't think, you know, you're playing with a buddy the whole time and like, you can kind of play not your best, but still do well. It's that team atmosphere kind of more feel to this tournament where you feed off each other and definitely different kind of aspect. But I feel you could argue this is maybe better for viewing purposes on like TV, maybe not as much if you're there live, 
But I like watching shit like this on TV way more because I don't know. You like to see the camaraderie between the guys um, and just like kind of the shits and giggles they have from hitting yeah. good and bad shots and they get super fired up and it's less of that like internal excitement. It's you get to share it with somebody else yeah. um, consistently throughout the round. So I don't know. I feel like it's pretty, pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Like on TV. apparently Scheffler, Scheffler, oh, Xander, Shoffle and Patrick Cantley are really good buddies. Okay. Have you, have you heard of the little bromance they got apparently? No, but they're Which both kind of low key guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. It kind of works out. Cause like you never hear yeah. either one and you know, so they're, they're playing together. They're second to favorites to Victor Hovland and Morikawa. What a team that is, eh? Jesus, powerhouse, man. You got freaking pure, pure ball strikers. And then you got a mix of like a lot more distance and a little bit more feel around the greens. It's pretty And sick. then Smith and Leishman, which will be decent. Yeah, that's a classic Hor- duo that's just continually like growing that kind of, he I don't know, is- that team's name, man. Because like they've competed now together in probably over three or four things in recent history. Because so kind of Leishman's sick. an Aussie, right? Yeah, they both are. They yeah, were yeah. playing together at the Olympics. Yeah, okay. And they did a thing yeah. before that as well. And then now they have this. And it's it's always funny because they always wear like the Australian fucking outfits and stuff. Like, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, Olympics, yeah. they looked hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was like name that what is this duo do like wrong answers only? And it like they had them like in their uniforms and cam had the mullet. <laughs> oh yeah. And the visors yeah. and stuff is sick. Yeah, and then they got Palmer uh Scheffler, Palmer Scheffler. Horschel, Horschel Burns, Fleetwood Garcia. Lowry Poulter, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Varner Watson. Homan Gooch. That's an underrated pairing, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. And then the Canadian Hadwin and Svensson. And then any other big ones are not really. Um, Is Corey Connors in this? I guess not, eh? Uh, this isn't the full list that you have in front of you. He might be in it. Okay. Because I don't think I did really see him. And I feel like if he was in it, he'd probably have be a little thoughts. higher. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't anyways. know. Who do you like this week looking at that list? Oh, man. The, the thing that gets me is the alternate shot because the alternate mm-hmm. shot is, like, different. Have you ever played in, in an alternate shot event? No. So I played last year in a two-man, and it's a two-day. So same thing. You do. We did best ball the Saturday, and then Sunday we did – or the Saturday we did a scramble. The Sunday we did uh, best ball and for the front nine, and then the back nine we did alternate shot to end it. Sick. And so my buddy Burns, Kyle Burns, he's – gross at golf he wants to get on the pod by the way he was pissed that i didn't ask him to, to start the pod <laughs> we'll I told get him today. On, but yeah he, 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 anyways so we're we're up like three going into day two and then we get to six 17 it's a straightaway par five and we're we're all square i had driver he hits three would kind of like hits it almost a little out of play so anyways we make bogey they make par so we're down one going into 18 so the 18th hole is like a short little dog dog like left par four and he's a lefty so he ropes one around the trees Get it to like 110 yards. I stick one to eight feet. They end up making bogey. So we have a birdie for the win. <laughs> he misses it. I'm like, oh, but we still tie. So we go into a playoff. Playoff went back to a best ball. Anyways, he ends up making a 25 footer for the win. I go, what a way to redeem himself. But it would have been sick to win That's on 18 unreal. with a two shot swing. But um, yeah, it was phenomenal. I'd be so. shaking over a putt like that to tie or win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, losing it. Anyways, to answer the question the long answer to the short answer um that didn't make sense but i think the alternate shot's gonna be key coming down the stretch so mm-hmm. oh man i don't know maybe i'll take i, I really like the more cow hovland but that's such a like an easy pick like it's their, like, yeah. they're the number one like i don't yeah, know Yeah, i'm trying to look a little bit off the board just enough to make it interesting uh i really like i kind of like we said like homo and gooch could be really interesting um Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that duo. Like that plus 1,200. Mm-hmm. Is that who you're going with? I, I think I'm going to go with those guys. Yeah. I like Speaking it. Speaking of that, too, like last week, Arnold, or Varner almost won with you. He was looking good yeah, on man. Sunday. Can't leave for me, buddy. We had some good picks last week. They just didn't They just didn't pan out. We're, we're kind of on a roll. Like, I mean, it's always tough if your pick doesn't obviously win. But, I mean, I feel like you get a little bit of respect out of seeing them in that top 10 at the end of the week. Especially, like, sure. when I'm picking fucking a little bit off the board with Harold Barner. Like That was a on. great – That was The fact that he was board. leading for a while, I was kind of pumping my own tires. But Yeah, you're still – I mean, you're still pumping your own tires. <laughs> <laughs> you're still yeah. flat. All right, so you're going to go Horschel Burns. I'm going to go yeah. – I'm going to go uh, – Man, I might even go Cantley and Xander, dude. Xander hasn't played that well, but I feel like this might be an event that can turn a season around. Like, yeah, with how steady Patrick is, if he just has to hit some good shots, you know what I mean? I think 
I think this could be a cool event for him to kind of really, because he hasn't really played that well this season and he's obviously a fantastic golfer. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with them. I like it. Okay, man. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Dirty, dirty. All right. Anything, anything else you got before uh, the weekend? Like you got anything big going on this weekend or anything you want to r- wrap up with? No, just uh, another round of golf. And then, um, yeah, just kind of kicking it, having a good kind of last hurrah here as it's, I think, pretty much my last weekend at the house at school. Oh. So, yeah. And then you're back at your parents' place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Buddy, yeah, Different no, change in lifestyle. No need to be ashamed. 27, still living there, buddy. Oh, I'm not ashamed. It's just I Mortgage-free, baby. Myself. Mortgage-free. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again to Zach. Uh, Benny, pleasure talking to you as always. And hopefully next week we have an announcement. We're working on something behind the scenes here. We're getting pretty pretty jazzed about pretty it. Pretty stoked, yeah. So uh, fingers crossed that we got something More guests on the way, knows. too. Yeah, definitely more guests. But, um, but buddy, until next week, I hope you have a great weekend. Hope you really dial in the driver. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, cheers, buddy. Sounds good. Talk to you later, buddy.